I just think practicing, practice, practice, practice. Rehearse, rehearse, rehearse. Yeah. Understand what you're talking about. What is your narrative? By memorizing, you won't succeed. You have to talk the way we're talking. It has to be authentic. You have to know your message. And you have to almost own the interview that, say the anchor, you're interviewing me, and you're like, yes, so what about cats? Well, actually, it's called, you know, pivot. You go back to your message. Because the anchor, nine times out of 10, they kind of don't care about the interview. They just want to get through the three minutes, you know? Right. But reverting back to you, what made you so authentic on TV? You're very confident. And what you shared with me was that you used to do stand-up. That's rejection, you know, standing up in front of people hoping that you're gonna make them laugh. You can get rejected, but you didn't care. You kept coming back. You're always authentic and you're just happy. You knew when the lights turn on, play your game. Yeah. Welcome to the Million Dollar Equation Podcast, a podcast about the easiest, fastest way to build a million dollar business based on the best-selling book, The Million Dollar Equation. If you love business, Each episode reveals all of the core fundamental essentials for growth. Now, here's your host, Rochelle Shaw. Hey, everybody. So we're back again. And I, you know, every day I say I'm excited. Every interview I say I'm excited because this is truly about just me interviewing my friends and getting to talk to Friends, experts in the industry that can come and kill it. So today is how to get on TV, right? How to get on TV. And I'm here with my, oh, my TV producer bestie, (laughs) Cynthia Nudell. Hey, Cynthia, how are you? So good to see you, Rochelle. How's it going? Oh, it's going good. She's she's always so so straight all the time. I, I tease her about, you know, live it up. And she goes, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, she's always just right right on the edge. I love that about you. You know, um, Cindy was my producer on Fox 5 the whole time that I was the money honey. She actually named me the money honey. So I am grateful for that. <laughs> but Cynthia, introduce yourself. Tell a little bit about your background. You know, I know we only got a half an hour. So just remember, we only got a half an hour. But tell everybody how wonderful you are so that they can see that you're the rock star I think you are. Well, I'm from New York. I've been living here in Vegas with my family for 13 years. I've worked at Fox News Channel, CNBC, the Florida New York Stock Exchange. Here in Vegas, I worked for Fox 5 for some time. But now I got out of the business and I'm focusing on our media training company. Um, A media training company is what we do is we help people improve their public speaking skills. Love that. So one of the things that... that, um... That was so nice and why I loved being on TV <laughs> is because she would produce my whole segment. Like I didn't have to think about, okay, what should I do? What should I not do? What should I, she would tell me, okay, here are your questions, here are how you answer them. And, and I don't think that, that most people realize how difficult it is to be on TV <laughs> without that particular training. I mean, what you guys do is just phenomenal, how you're helping people with public speaking. But tell me some of the mistakes that people make when they're going to either do an interview, be live, be up in front of people. What kind of mistakes are they making? Well, I think the biggest mistake is they're not media trained. It is so, you could be the captain of your trade, but you have to know your narrative. 
some people say, well, I'm the CEO of a company, I could be on TV. But then when you're on TV, it's just a different translation. And it kind of makes a person bad that, okay, I'm being biased, saying that someone should be media trained, but whether you're gonna be on TV or radio or print, or you're gonna do your first TED talk, you know, as of late, that's been a big thing. You need to yeah. practice. Yes, yes, and not only practice, but practice with getting multiple and different questions. One of the things that was so great that you did with me is that you helped me with, hey, here, these are your questions, but be prepared to answer these because it's live TV. We don't know how fast we're gonna go through the segment and they're gonna ask you some things off the cuff. So what is your story? What do you think about this? Even though you wrote the questions, but you you relied on my expertise in those areas. And that's where I think, you know, our segments came out so great because, you know, we worked together and that's why I think so many people need somebody like you is, is making sure that they get that story and that story right. Because how many times have you seen, like give me an example of, of somebody who screwed up the story, right? Okay. <clears throat> there was a guest that I booked in New York and this guy was a Wall Street guy. You know, he's a millionaire, so they make no mistakes, right? Yeah. I put them on, they had three minutes. What the person did instead of rehearsing he memorized a lot of things. What had happened is that there was breaking news, the anchor was a little distracted, then the guest got distracted, and then he started sweating. Because he, because he memorized, he kind of screwed himself because he didn't know the narrative, he didn't know the talking points, and he looked bad. And then he used our training, but it was just, it was unfortunate. Yeah. Yes, because, you know, when you make the mistake, the last thing you want to do That's is make it. Remember, it's a mistake. That's of course. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, they're not, they're going to be like, oh, I saw this guy. What is he talking about? You know, <laughs> why and, is he sweating? <laughs> why is he sweating? And why don't you get booked again? You know, just, just little things that, that, um, um, one of the things that, that you did that really helped me too was you talked to me about the anchor. So one of the things that I know that you do in your training is you talk to them about the reporter, like you've done research so that you know the kind of questions that they're gonna ask. And that right there is half the battle. I mean, I, um, I don't think that people think that that's what media training is. They're like, you know, I know how to talk and I, I'm passionate about my product, yeah. so yeah. I'll be fine. And they don't get that piece. You know, what other mistakes do they make by, by not preparing correctly or, or some of the things that they need to prepare right? I just think practicing, practice, practice, practice. practice. Rehearse, sure. rehearse, rehearse. Yeah. Understand what you're talking about, what is your narrative, by memorizing, you won't succeed. You have to talk the way we're talking. It has to be authentic. You have yeah. to know your message. And sure. you have to almost own the interview that, say the anchor, you're interviewing me, and you're like, yeah, so what about cats? Well, actually, it's called you know, pivot. You go back to your message. Because the anchor, nine times out of 10, they kind of don't care about the interview. They no. just want to get through the three minutes. You know? right. But reverting back to you, what made you so authentic on TV? You were very confident. And what you shared with me was that you used to do stand-up. That's rejection, you know, standing up in front of people hoping that you're gonna make them laugh. 
you can get yeah. rejected, but you didn't care. You kept coming back. You were always authentic, and you were just happy. You knew when the lights turn on, play your game. Yeah, yeah. And, you know, one of the things that, because people ask me, you know, well, you know, how'd you get on TV and da-da-da-da-da. And, and it's so funny because I don't even know if you really remember, but I, like, pursued you without you knowing that I was pursuing you. You know, I mean, I was, like, sending you stuff and, and being, you know, I was stalking you on social media so that you could see my stuff. But, but truly, you know, I did the work before I got to you. So that you you had a lot of work to do, don't get me wrong. But I also came in open and I was a sponge. Like, you know, um, even the first time I was on, your anchor said to me, hey, Rochelle, you are great. Um, your, your jacket is beige. Nobody can see that beige. <laughs> so we need to change that beige, right? So don't come in beiges because you're beige, your hair is beige, your skin is beige, everything. They're not lighting for you. They're lighting for me. So you need to come with something that worked, you know, works differently. And so everybody, I think because I was open, was really um, a sponge with me. And okay. then the thing that you just said about that the anchor doesn't care. Um, like you would tell me, okay, today you're with this anchor, okay? This anchor is not paying attention. <laughs> so just, you know, run your race, answer That's your questions. Yep. Yes, so that I had to know that when you know, action and the camera was on me and they didn't follow the script, I needed to go ahead and talk about the, if I had five things and they didn't ask me the next question for the third thing, I'd say, and for example, the third thing. Uh -huh. <laughs> so that you was kind of the bus with, without being rude and you weren't, you were there yeah. for a reason. You have three minutes yeah. to share your insight with the viewers. Right, right. And, 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 you know, because of that, I think that now, I don't care what I'm on, you know, and people will say, you are such an easy guest. And it's well, well, because I was media trained by the best. <laughs> and, you know, I worked on my craft. Um, uh, I, I giggle and I, I tell folks, if you want to know somebody who's a master at pivoting, you know, watch our president of the United States right now. And most, most uh, politicians are, are fabulous at that. Like you'll say, well, well, tell me about the cats. And they'll say, well, the cats. Well, really, our country is in deep problems right now, right? So they 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 tell you what they want to tell you, and that's what I think. Um, for some of our viewers, they may not understand what narrative means, but narrative is is well, you explain what what is narrative. So I I won't I'll be quiet. <laughs> Your narrative is to talk about what you know. You know, I I have my shtick is. I'm Cynthia Nudell. I'm with the Cynthia Daniel Company. We're a public speaking company here in town. And what we do is help you improve your public speaking skills. It's not memorized, but that is my narrative. This is, some people don't know what media training is. People know public speaking, right? Yep. That yep. there was a woman in Smith's and she said, what do you do? And I said, we own a media training company. And it went right over her head. But then I yep. said, we help people improve their public speaking skills. And she said, oh, I'm a good speaker. You see, you have to dumb it down. Yeah, yeah, it's, and get it so that so that your audience understands what you are saying. Agreed, You're, you represent doctors. You let them dumb down their language, you know, not make it so formal. Save that for the, you know, your waiting yes. room. 
you know, right. or even for your other doctor friends, you know, but okay. right here, your patient doesn't understand. And so even like, um, you know, we help doctors write books. And I tell you that first draft is so painful. I mean, it's just, it's like you're yeah. reading the Harvard, you know, review, you know, I don't know, Harvard right. Journal. It's right, so right. And that I'm like, what does that mean? Oh, it means high blood pressure. Then say high blood pressure. Don't say <laughs> exactly. that that means, you know, hypertension across the, you know, say that it, that it affects the heart. Don't say that it's all of this other, because I don't know what that means. And, and so all the time when, um, you know, they have to get rid of this thing that I know you're smart. And that's where I think the CEO has this thing about, I want everybody to know I'm smart. Well, but that, that, that just, that ruins this process when you try to prove that you are smart. You know, the smartest smart, people. You're not good on TV, so you're not. No, good. so you won't get to come back. And the smartest people I know are able to break down complex things into small chunks that I can digest and understand. Hence that's what the makes you acronym Kiss. Keep it simple, stupid. Yes, that's that's what that's what makes it work. Thank you so much for listening to my passion project and the Million Dollar Equation podcast. Of what you're hearing, if you like it, I love it. <laughs> so click the subscribe button to get each week your new favorite episode. And so... Um, so now that we've got the narrative, let's shift to um, some of the biggest mistakes that folks make when they're trying to pitch the media. <laughs> because, you know, if one of the things that I did get from being on TV so many times is they would ask, okay, well, can you get me on TV? Nope. And, nope. and why? Why? What's right. your message? Well, why do I care? There are a hundred doctors like you. Yes. There are a hundred money honeys like you. Why did right. you stand out? Right. Because you, you're, well, you're a businesswoman, you're a mom, you understand finance, but you're not talking about the Dow, that people don't even know what that is, or cyclicals. You want, you talk to us in layman's terms. You keep it in a personal finance level. So when you send me your pitches, you would break it down for me. This is what I'm doing. This is, this, these are the tips I'm, you know, I'm going to share with the, your viewers if you let me on. You spoon fed me. So how could I say no? Whereas... The people that don't come on send a press release, and then at the end, let us know what's a good time to talk. Talk about what? You didn't, you just, if that were, I would not want a PR person to represent me like that. Maybe you could say she's a mom, so she understands personal finance, or he's a father, so he understands about stay-at-home dads, you know? Add some meat to the bones. So that is the biggest pet peeve that, when I was a booker, I couldn't hit the lead fast enough because you didn't know your narrative, you know, for your client. Yeah, you know? yeah, no, because they just they just send it in, in most of them, um, and I don't think that people know this, um, but most PR people, the way that they get people booked is because they have the relationship. So they call Cynthia, right? And they go, hey, Cynthia, you know, can this is what I got. This is what's going on. You know, Thursday is National Strawberry Day, and I've got a national strawberry farmer. Um, can, can we bring him in? Or, you know, here, Sprouts wants to do this. Thing. You know, can we, can we do this, right? But they tie it with something, and that's why you go, 
well, all right, you know, I've got some free time, I'll fit them in. But, yeah, but and as funny as you were saying about National Strawberry Day, a good booker would say, so like you said, a, a local farmer, he's gonna bring strawberries, he's gonna tell you what's you know, season or how to make a strawberry pie. So now I'm painting a picture, there are visuals. Like when you come on, you're animated, you have your five tips, add some meat, you know, put, put a little spice in that. Yeah, well, every, every tip has a story, right? So I wouldn't say, you know, let's say I was doing um, credit cards, right? So I would say, all right, you know, um, you know, get, I'm not gonna just tell you to go get a rewards card. I'm gonna tell you, well, my favorite one is my Southwest airline because I get free tickets, my kid gets a companion pass, so I love using my rewards card. And then they go, oh, okay, I get it, right? Always telling and painting this picture, as you said, and telling a story so that the person on the other stands understands, so that I never have to sell. In my business every day, I don't have to sell anybody to want to work with me. They well, at the advertisement, end, like we both yeah. are, you know? Uh, right. At the end, they go, well, how can I not want to work with you? You know, I have to get them to, uh, you know, can you afford me? And here's a couple of ways oh. that you can, right? That That's that's the hurdle I have to overcome. Um, but it's never should you. You know, they all want to. They just are are unsure of how to make that happen. So and that's, and that's what happens when it comes to money, even with our business. People are hesitant. They'll say, oh, well, I put $1,000 on my in my marketing budget for pens and T-shirts. You're the one, you put that on you. On you. Training. So you yeah. don't need the pens and papers. You and I used to say to each other, um, I, I asked you, this is what happened. I said, do you have a business card? You go now. And if they need to find me, they'll Google me. That's someone who knows their worth. <laughs> yeah, I was like, excuse yeah. me, I can, I can show you boxes. You know, I'm here in my office. I can show you boxes of, of business cards that you know people force me to get or mm -hmm. or whatever. No. You know, but but at the end of the day, no, no, I, I don't because really, well, you know, one of the tricks that I learned very early is I don't want to give my card away because that means that I lose control of this relationship. I agree. I say, give me your information. Now I'm in control. Now I know how I'm going to follow up. I know that I can, I can offer them different. I know that if they're, if they talked about price, then I could show them different packages that I have at different levels, so that they don't have to come in at my hundred thousand dollar a year level, right? They can come in at the, at the lower twenty five hundred dollar or the three thousand package, so that now we can, we can start this process without them's thinking. Agreed. And you're oh, spoon feeding them. Like, don't be scared. You don't have to right. spend six figures. Let's just start. Let's crawl before we walk. And that's right. what people want to hear. Right. Let's let's make sure that it works for you and me. Right. You know, because sometimes Great. you might not be ready to do the work. You know, I I require a lot to work with me because I move at lightning speed. You know, we were we were um I'm uh, going away in a couple of days, so I have been literally 15 hours a day. Right. And folks are like, what, 15 hours? Well, that's what it requires. That's what, that's what for me, that's what it requires. You know what I mean? Now, now, not forever, but I do a whole bunch. And from this 15 hours a day for a month, I'm going to live off of it for the next three years. And your client's happy. You know, they're getting what yes. you pay for. Yes, yes.
and they and they understand how it works. So um, when when so you hate getting press releases without um, a person tied to it. Is that it? Is do you yeah. want a person when you're a booker? I a, yeah, I want a person. I want a person to pitch me with, like I told you, all the best bells and whistles instead of like, here's an article from the Wall Street Journal. I have a Rochelle Shaw that could talk about it. Talk about what? Like, where are the elements in there? She was, um, you know, she went to UCLA. She has a degree in mathematics. She um, can talk in layman's terms, blah, blah, blah. Here are some questions you could ask her. See? More me, more me. Here's a picture for her. Anything else? She's she's available. See, I just added, I sold you. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Well, you know, number one, she's available. Here's the question. So that's what I tell folks is like, um, well, number one, you know, I had a a PR firm that I paid ten thousand dollars a month, and they got me on the cover of the Review Journal, which is our newspaper here in Vegas, and of uh, the business section, and that was it. <laughs> yeah. That was, you know, four months in. Yeah. Really? Oh, and then I did some little TV show that was, uh, um, uh, uh, I think it was on like a, a small little little network that wasn't on main TV or what, whichever. Um, and I was like, okay, four months in, I'm like, I'm 40 grand in. Uh-huh. And, I, That's you know, sad. this this doesn't work. You know, what What can we do? And they were, well, what? Well, what? And, and so I, I figured out how to pitch my own story. So that my book jackpot, this one here, was covered by 88 different news outlets. Congratulations. And you did it all on your own and you paid no one but yourself. Zero. Yes. Because I knew how to pitch the story, right? I figured out my narrative, as you tell me. I knew what to, what to pitch, what to say. I knew to make sure that I had a picture of me so that they can see. I pitched my age. Oh, here she is. This yes. is this Rochelle Shaw's. Yes. My age, how old I was, I went to, I went first to newspapers um, for people who look like me, and then I went to ones that I could attach a story to, so my hometown that I grew up in, so they were like, oh, hometown girl, you know, I gave them the story on a platter. That's so that. what is a good <laughs> uh, booker or a good PR person, or you don't need a PR person. You as yourself, as Rochelle Shaw, you, you knew how to sell yourself. Yeah. yeah, with the proper yeah. elements. You know? Yeah, and I, and I wish I could say that I read a book and I figured it out. No, that's just that's just me and how I do it. Because I'm always like, here, let me tell you. And then I did, and then I did, and then <laughs> all of these all crazy things. You got to be your own PR person. You got to sell yourself. No one else. All, all the time, all the time. And I mastered my story so that if if when you Google me. You will see that every single article written about me talks about how I got in the telephone business. And that was that I was dating three men and three different. I read your book. I actually right. read your book. So that's juicy, right? It's silly. It's funny. It's and it makes the booker, you know, or the writer of the whatever, they go, oh, I gotta put this in because it almost seems like it's sensationalized, right? But but I planted that story. That's the story that I told them so that they would write about me. And I, 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 when I talk to folks even about their media, I say, okay, what, if, what's the thing that you've been hiding? You know, that's what we need to talk about. <laughs> what because a lot of times that's what people want to report on, you know, your failures, not your good stuff. 
that's like when I used to book celebrities, don't ask her about the divorce. That That's, we're gonna ask her about the divorce. Right. It, it, it's all over the news. It's all over the tabloids and we're gonna ask you about your makeup line? Right. No, no, sorry, d d you're not paying here, you know? No, we're gonna ask you about your divorce. We're gonna ask you what people wanna know. And now you can elect not to answer it and then we can have an awkward moment, right? <laughs> but you're not gonna get booked again. You know, and that's what I, that's what I always talk about is is you know they ask, well, how did you get booked over and over again? And I said, well, number one, I was respectful to everybody. I said, thankful, thank you to everybody. I did a great job. Like when you said, look, Rochelle, this is what I need you to do, and I need you to to take over. Then I did it. You know, I didn't sit there and go, well, I'm not ready. No, no, no. Even though I wasn't ready inside, you never knew that, right? You know, was I nervous? Heck, yeah, I was nervous. So I was always dripping sweat when I finished because I was like, oh my God, you know, you know, but, but I, I, I always did exactly what you asked me to do. Well, you were, you're always, and still are, you're very respectful. You played the game and you know, you told me this one time and I never forgot it. And you said, I want to thank you for all the opportunities you have given me. But if you never call me again, it's okay. At least I'm so happy to have these. And I said to myself, what a humble woman, not like so hungry and greedy. You know, what'd you put that person on instead of me? That's not how business works. No, it doesn't. And, and you know, I was, I was telling um, inside, I have several private groups that, that of course, that I'm still coaching and, and helping and in my speed class. So it's the easiest, fastest way to grow a seven-figure business. And I'm teaching them this little segment that we're talking about right now, right? Okay, but really deep diving all the tips that you've ever taught me. <laughs> it's like, I'm going, okay, and then you do this, and then you do this, and then And one of the things that I told them is that you never, ever push. You don't push a booker. You don't push the producer. You don't push the, the station. You, you, you don't do it because as soon as you do that, it, they tell everybody and they're all friends with other producers and bookers. So they, when you get blackballed, you're blackballed from everywhere. You will never ever get booked because it's such a small community. They're like, oh, really? I'm like, yeah. And then you end up paying for play, which is not fun. No, you, you know, if I, if I can go on for free, why would I ever pay for a segment? Agreed. And if you're going to go on, if you have to pay, it means you don't know what your narrative is. You don't know your story. You don't, I mean, for you to be pitching producers and bookers, they're not getting back to you. It's because you don't know, you don't, I don't know if you need to know yourself or you don't know how to pitch, quite frankly, yeah. or, or how you want to share your story. Other than that, oh, I have a master's in this and blah, blah, blah personalize yourself like you personalize yourself in a book it's almost like you you kind of ridiculed yourself too it's like you know yeah don't be afraid to let them know take out your paintbrush paint your story yes so they yes. get to know you and then the viewers yeah. will get to know you yes well one of the biggest tips that i give them is is you need to be somebody right you can't be which is why you named me the money honey Right? I can't just be, you know, personal finance expert, yada yada, because everybody is personal oh, finance. Oh God, boring, yeah. Yeah, you know what I mean. And I watch all of these folks that are out there that that are the personal finance, <laughs> you know, and they see them, and I'm gonna start a podcast about money. Like, okay, well, so what's gonna make you different than Susie Orman, Dave Ramsey, you know, yeah. all of the other? What what, what sets you apart? And, and 
I think I was, uh, you know, the one thing that I think were all of my obstacles in life was, you know, I was a woman, I was young, I was African-American and a little chubby, right? So all of these things were what I used as my differentiator, as what yeah. said, you know, so I, I took everything that was supposed to be against me and used that for me and said, and well, made those I'm the qualities. Yeah. They are. I'm the only female African-American public utility owner in the nation. They're like, really? And I go, well, to be perfectly honest with you, I don't know that. <laughs> but I'm going to just tell you that. <laughs> so, and so they would try to Google and try to find it. And when they didn't, they'd go, I guess she is. And they would report it. So once it was reported in USA Today, guess what? I now have all the credibility that I could ever need. And and. With it. I did. And so, you know, it, it makes it easier once you get reported by USA Today for Fox 5 local to say, yeah, you can come on here. Well, if yep. if if you've been endorsed by these folks, then, yes, you can do some local stuff with us. Agreed. You're something. You, you, you get it. Ah. And that's what you did. Hey, 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 MD Nation. Can't get enough. <laughs> can't get enough hey i've got another free training that i'd love for you to see how to add another million this year you can watch it for free by going to www627figures.com the number six t-o the number seven figures.com you will see the three easiest things you can do in your business right now to get to the million faster ah it's my favorite thing to do is to teach and train so you can go and hang out, have some fun, and learn some stuff from me. Go to 627figures.com. So um, I always ask everybody, tell me about your favorite client of all time. Like, I don't care in any, any business, any time that you've worked, you know, what were the qualities of your favorite client that you've ever had? Not your ideal client, because we all know you want somebody open, you want somebody who, who listens to you and all that. But, but, you know, who is that person that was your favorite that you think about all the time? There, well, in, in booking, when I was a, uh, gotcha. a booker, my favorite client, uh, my favorite guest was Don King. It was so funny. Yeah. He got it. And yeah. also from Don King to Larry King. They're both veterans. They knew yeah. what was going on. They knew how to educate and entertain you. And yeah. that, you don't forget things like that because they were there for a reason. Got it. I love that. Education. They were cocky. They just, they came early. They were very respectful. Right. They got, you know, it's not their first rodeo. And right. on, we have a client, a lot of us, a lot of our clients sign, we have to sign non-disclosures, but it was a kind of a bad story turned good because the guy is very cocky. Him and my spouse got into it, not like got into it, but because this guy thought he knew more than he did. As it turns out, it was like an onion. He started peeling off his layers. And at the end, it's like a light bulb turned on and it really changed his persona that people it's harder for a person to speak in public or be on TV or to know that they need help being trained so they're a bit yeah. abrasive yeah but if you just help them and understand and listen and just 
let them breathe. You'd be surprised at the outcomes. So yeah. those are my stories. Yeah. Oh, that's awesome. And even, you know, even when you did, a, you know, give me an adjustment, you gave me an adjustment. Like you didn't like chastise me. You didn't scold me. You said, hey, you know, for the next time, you know, just make sure that. And it was like, oh, okay. You know, that it never came in as, oh, she's just, you know, stop right there. Don't say and. Don't say um. Don't say, you know, always. It, you never did that. It was always just, hey, you know what? For the next time, you might want to do this. And that would be great. And I go, oh, okay. You know, or, you know, I took direction very well from your emails. Or, okay. you know. From and you and I have thick skin. We do. And that's the thing. If I said to you, you know, don't worry that next last time. Next time. I won't. Not like, why? What's wrong with it? Just, just listen. Just listen. I'm not here to hurt anybody. We're here to help you be better. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You go, oh, I like when you line your eyes. Okay, guess what? I'm lining my eyes every time. You know, you go, oh, your eyebrows look good. Okay, guess what? Next time I have my eyebrows. Yeah. You know what I mean? Just, just so that, you know. Like I'm on I, your I, side, you know? Yeah. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. All right. So my last question is the one I ask everybody, and that is, you know, to crush the end of the year. Here we are. We're right at the halfway point. If people really want to make a difference in their business, you know, what's the number one thing that they need to do or the top three things that that they need to do to make this happen and really, you know, take that turn for the the financial freedom that they want? Because this is, you know, right after after Fourth of July. What would be I that? I think that never say no to any opportunities. You never know who's listening, who's watching. Remember your message. When you're explaining what you do, explain it in a way that my 16-year-old would understand to someone who really does, an anchor, who knows about what media training is. I just, be humble. Be humble. Be happy for what you have. And I know successful in your way. Just, just hone your trade, though. Hone it. Always think. Always think. Money, money, money. I'm not saying get obsessed with it, but every day you can make a difference in your company, which will lead you to more success. And you know that as well. Yeah, no, that's that's so true. That's I mean, great advice. They they need to listen to it. They need to get media trained. If you want some information about the Cynthia Daniels company, there will be information below so that you can go check it out. I'm gonna try to get her to come and jump in our group and do some live Q and A with some of you. Um, I had her at uh, MD Live, so I'm gonna try to get her to come back to our Speed Weekend. So that she can, you can try to pitch her and she'll tell you, yes, that's good or no, that's terrible. It'll be like a shark <laughs> tail. There you go. There you go. So, um, but, you know, I am, I am honored to be your friend. Um, I'm grateful for every opportunity that you gave me. You know that that is just oh, the truth. If I, if I forget to tell you, I will tell you every time I see you. And um, you were fantastic. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Everybody, my friend, Cynthia Nudell. Yay! <laughs> thank you.